You're listening to The Report Card with Zach Carr on Weagle 91.1 FM, Mondays at 11 a.m., where we keep your finger on the pulse of all things Auburn athletics. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first episode of The Report Card with Zach Card. And today I have with me my good friend Vince Wolfram. What's going on, everybody? Today we're going to talk about a little bit of Auburn sports. We won't talk about the football game until a little bit later, trying to keep that away as long as possible. Uh, Keep us from getting too sad too early on in the show. But first we'll start off with a little bit of soccer. Uh, Started the SEC last Friday, I believe, against Mizzou in Columbus, Missouri. Lost 1-0. Close one. Yeah, really close one. Soccer's been good on the year. Um, can't really complain about that. The defense has been pretty solid. The offense has been up and down, very up and down. Um, haven't hasn't been too many goal scoring opportunities. A lot of draws. Like I said, well, I don't think I've said it yet, but we're four one and four on the season. So four wins, one loss coming to Mizzou last week, and four draws. One coming against, I believe, still the number two team in the country, Florida State, yep. or they were when we played them. Which, you know, I'll give a pass on that one, number two team. I believe we also drew to a ranked West Virginia team early on in the season. But, like I said, the defense has been incredible this year. Matty Prohaska, the goalkeeper for the Tigers, has been just absolutely incredible. With 28 saves across the season and only allowing four goals thus far this year. Man. In nine games, which is pretty good. Yeah. Less than a half of a goal a game. Uh, I think she has an 87% save percentage, which is pretty high. Good luck. And so, yeah, you're not going to get her uh, get past her very easily. Uh, on the offensive end, Anna Haddock has been doing Anna Haddock things. Yep, typical. Yeah, leading the team in points with her two goals and five assists. Her five assists lead the team. I believe she's second on the team in goals with those two. Can't remember who's leading, but they have three goals. Holding down the fort on the, o- on the offense, though, for sure. Yeah, they – the Auburn soccer team continues their SEC play this week. They play Arkansas in Arkansas on Thursday at 6 p.m. And then they return home to the Plains against Ole Miss on Sunday at 3. That is in the Auburn soccer complex at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Should be a good game. Every SEC game is a good game in soccer. Everyone is so competitive in the Southeastern Conference. Next up, we have volleyball. Volleyball has surprised me this year. The young team. Yeah, a lot of freshmen going nuts. Yeah. Uh, 11-0 on the season. Undefeated in non-conference play. Getting into SEC play this weekend, I believe. Yep, very interested to see how that goes. Yeah, that'll be where we really see what this team is all about. But 11-0... So far in the season is really good. I want to say it's the best start we've had in school history. I think so. It's I definitely think up when there. you're eight and zero, we had tied it. So yeah, I think after this weekend, it's our best start we've ever had. It's got to be then. So shout We're out the volleyball close. Tigers. Yeah, they have been going crazy. Like I said, the freshmen have been going nuts. Uh, Akasha Anderson leads the team with kills and kills with 129 in those 11 games. She's had she had a crazy weekend this weekend at the JSU Invitational. Jacksonville State University playing uh, Jacksonville State, of course, 
and I think Jacksonville State and Jackson State. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, UAB or another team, I can't remember right now, but she had a, a phenomenal weekend. Sarah Morton, another freshman, is second in saves on the team. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but she's had a very good year. The freshmen have been showing out, uh, and the returning players like Fallon, can't remember her last name. Lanham. Lanham yep. has had a very good year. She's on a roll. Yeah, she had a good year last year, so yeah. it was what we expected to happen, but I'm glad it's happening. Absolutely. Keep it going, Volleyball Tigers. Yeah. Switching gears a little bit, we're going to go over to men's golf. Only been in one uh, tournament so far this season, but they won it. They won the Maui Gym Intercollegiate last week with a combined score of 45 under par. Man. Yeah. Uh, Evan Vo shot 197, which is a minus 13. And tied third place individually over the weekend. Man. Which is pretty big. There you go. Yeah, men's golf is ranked 13, or was at the time of the tournament, and beat a lot of really good teams. Yeah. Beat, I believe, number five, Arizona State. Uh, highly ranked Georgia Tech, I think, in the top 10 or around there. A bunch of ranked teams that they finished ahead of uh, in a field of, I think, 18 teams. Yeah. Golf team's rolling. Mm-hmm. Cam Butler, Bo, they're all on fire. Literally. Yeah, they are. It's good to see. Yeah, and uh, women's golf gets started this weekend. Um, can't remember. It's in Vanderbilt. Oh, it's the um, the Mason Rudolph Invitational. Not that Mason Rudolph. Not the one that plays. Is he still at the Steelers? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, not that Mason Rudolph, but they get started at the Mason Rudolph Invitational in Nashville, Tennessee this weekend. Last year, they finished in the Final Four. Wow. Uh yeah so coming to win it this year baby yeah hopefully going to make a a, a big push to another final four run and maybe even a national championship uh we're gonna go over to tennis we've got a lot of good tennis players I'm going to butcher their names because they're all uh, very foreign names uh, starting on the women's side we have Selena Ovunk, Ariana Arsenal and Carolyn Anzari were named to the top 125 national women's singles rankings at the beginning of the season. Uh, Ovunk and Arsenal are a duo and were named into the top 60 doubles teams in the country. Uh, they start the season on Thursday at the NC State Invitational. Should be a good year for women's tennis. We're uh, pretty much always ranked. We were last year. Should be a good year again. Yeah. Look for some, some high finishes from a lot of Auburn sports this year. Uh, on the men's side of tennis, we have Tyler Stice and Jan Galka. We're also named to the top 125 national singles men's players in the country. And they start on Friday at the Van- at, on AuburnTigers.com. It says they start on Friday in the Vanderbilt Invite and the Clemson Invitational. Splitting the team, huh? Yeah, they're splitting the team up at the same time. So I don't know what the coaches are doing. Interesting. Which Picking one travels where? Yeah. Are we sending the A team and the B yeah. team? Are we splitting it up? It's interesting. Divide and conquer type style. <laughs> I don't know how that works <laughs> with two different uh, invitationals scheduled at the same time. But the sport I don't know a lot about, but I wanted to talk about probably the most on this show mm-hmm. is, or in this episode uh, specifically, is the cross country track and field team. We got a new coach, Leroy Burrell. The man. The man himself. Uh, once 
the fastest man on earth. Yes, you did hear that correctly. The fastest man on earth. Yes, he once had the world record in the 100-meter dash with a 9.85 seconds. Yeah, he was moving Yeah. Uh, in the 90s. Uh, he was also part of a gold medal winning 4x10 relay team in the 92 Summer Olympics in Barcelona. And he has had a pretty long and illustrious career at Houston before coming here, or University of Houston, before coming here. He was named CUSA Coach of the Year 23 times. And then he was named another 11 times in the American Athletic Conference when Houston moved over there. So he has 34 Coach of the Year awards under his belt. Some experience. Yeah, he's got a little bit of experience coming to the Plains. He's a member of the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. Southwest Conference Hall of Fame at the University of Houston Hall of Fame. He is a pretty big hire. Yeah. Um, before the athletic director, Alan Green, got fired. He was one of his hires. Um, I like the way Alan Green hired. <laughs> yeah, especially in that role. Goodness, you can't get much more experience. Yeah, that. you can't get much better there. Um, I've enjoyed all of Alan Green's hires. I won't get into my opinion on his fire or his... Departure. Yeah. Don't know if we can call it a firing. No. Subtle departure. Yeah. Mutual agreement. Something of, like that, maybe. <laughs> of <laughs> absence. Um, but, yeah, it should be a really good season for cross-country and track and field. Cross-country gets started, or they got started. Coming up, yeah. It's coming up here soon. Yeah. The cross-country, yeah, they start this weekend at University of North Alabama. Or they started this weekend. It already happened. Mm-hmm. The meet already happened this weekend. Excuse me. Uh, the women finished in fourth place Ooh. in a 5K out of 39 teams. There you go. And the men finished in sixth in the 8K race out of 37 teams. Let's go. So, yeah, pretty good pretty good start the for XC both teams. Tigers on a roll. Yeah, cross country. All the Tigers doing good things. Gotta love it. Um, except one one glaring sport yep. that we all we all know too well. But we're not going to get into that. We'll get into that in the second block. I'm going to keep going with these other sports, this this cross country. Um, this team is good. Yeah. We apparently have some talent, according to Coach uh, Coach Burrell. I mean, if I'm a recruit, I want to play for – I want to run for that guy. For yeah. For sure. For sure. The amount of lessons he probably teaches is insane. Yeah. I heard him talk at the uh, Friday Football Coaches Luncheon once. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the guests there. And – he has shown that he and the players have like a real, real good connection already this far. Uh, he's got an open door policy, is what he told everyone, and it's a revolving door of people coming in and out, yeah. trying to be successful. It's an awesome policy team. to have. Yeah, I know if I'm a, an athlete running for him, he's my head coach. I'm gonna want to know anything and everything I can. Yeah, so I'm gonna be in there every day picking exactly. his brain. With his experience, you just gotta, you gotta pick his brain. So that's that's awesome. He's Already cooking with the with the players. That's awesome. Yeah, should be a good year for the cross country track and field team. I believe indoor season is fall, outdoor season spring. Yep. I didn't want to mess that up. Uh, this week, like I said, women's soccer at Arkansas at six in Arkansas. Women's tennis at NC State, the NC State Invitational. That rolls through the weekend all the way through Sunday. Uh, men's golf. Or women's golf at Vanderbilt runs through Sunday. Men's tennis at Clemson and Vanderbilt starts Friday and runs through Sunday. Um, football versus Mizzou this weekend. We'll get to that in the next block. And 
the only game on the planes other than that football game is women's soccer versus Ole Miss at three, like I already mentioned. So a little a quiet. Lot of travel this week. Yeah, a lot of travel. Kind of quiet week yeah. for us here at Auburn. I don't mind that. As yeah. long as we're winning. Yeah, that's all that really matters to us, isn't it? Well, men's golf also gets started at the SEC preview in Birmingham this weekend. And softball gets a little exhibition yeah, work. Fall ball action. A little fall ball action in Birmingham against Pensacola State on Sunday and right after that in a doubleheader against UAB. I love when they get baseball and softball going early. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, especially the softball team. Expect a lot of a lot of home runs this weekend. Yeah. A lot of a, a lot of scoring this yeah. weekend. A lot of points. A lot of mm-hmm. points. Yeah. So they have a doubleheader on Sunday. Pensacola State, UAB. Uh, probably should not be close games, but fall ball. You never know. Fair assessment. <laughs> um, working out some kinks. Yeah. Early in the season. Yeah. That's why they do it. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go to a quick PSA break. You're listening to the report card on WEGL ninety one point one. FM. Welcome back to the report card on WEGL 91.1 FM. And now's the segment where we get into the sad sport of the week. We get into football. When I was going to the game, I went as a fan. Um, I wasn't there to cover it this weekend. Me as well. The crowd showed out. No, absolutely. There was Orange a, out in the first half. We'll leave it at the first half. Yeah, the was first. totally awesome. Yeah, the atmosphere was rocking. Off the charts. Yeah. It was one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. I was, I was walking into the stadium and I was like, we might win this. Like, I was getting that feeling. Like, everything was going right. Yeah. The energy in the air was yeah, there. It was sure. fantastic. Uh, we had SEC Nation here. SEC Nation. Marty and McGee. Yeah. The whole crew. You, so were, was, you were on. Yeah. That on was the show. a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Definitely cool. Yeah. Marty and McGee came by Eagle Eye TV station and filmed a little... Little thing with us yeah. that we had put on their show. It was a lot of fun that to be able to pick their brains, talk to them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, to Goliaths in the industry, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, because those are the guys we're chasing. So yeah, it's good to pick their brain. And yeah, see, those are the guys we want to follow up. See their stuff. But back to the Penn State game. Man. Not a great game. Man, oh man, oh man. Forty-one to twelve in favor of the Nittany Lions. Yep. Penn State traveled really well. Yeah, I'll give I was them that. Say that too, because I mean the orange out was obviously there, but that top section on the opposite side of the student section for Penn State was there was a lot of white up there. Yeah, there they was were, a ton. It was like that whole they were pretty loud whole upper layer. Yeah, yeah and whatever they scored. Them. Yeah, their band was there too. Their band was yeah. loud. Their band was, was good. good too. Halftime they had a nice performance. Their yeah, band was really cool. When they asked us to stand up for their um, alma mater. <laughs> uh, didn't go too well in the student section. The student section did not like that yeah, one too much. They were not in favor of that no, one. No, <laughs> they did not want to stand up for another school's alma mater. But, yeah, the band was really good. Yeah. Uh, apparently they had the national championship winning baton. Yeah. That she was going whatever crazy. the – I yeah. can't remember the term for that is right now. But Can't imagine doing that. I would no, do. she was good. Yeah, she was on it. If you were lucky enough to be in the stadium and watching her, it was – she put on a show. Yeah, that was a show in and of itself. Yeah, she was running around all by herself. I – I don't know if I would be able to do that in I front couldn't. of 87,000 people mm-hmm. throwing that up in the air, catching it perfectly. Yeah. She was balancing it on her neck, spinning it. It was crazy. I can't juggle in front of my family at Thanksgiving. I don't know how she does that. In yeah, I can't juggle in my room 000. alone. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how she pulls that off, but it's it's a it's a crazy skill. Props to her. Yeah. She was on it. 
Um, <laughs> as you can tell, we're doing everything not to talk about the football. Yeah, yeah, we're ducking it. The football game that Which, happened. Yeah, that was our plan. So, um, an interesting stat I saw was Auburn had more first downs. Wow, I nineteen to that. sixteen. Yeah, so we we were driving. Yeah, I guess um, they they had more longer blown up plays. Yeah. More big plays. Yeah, they didn't need the first downs because they got the yards. Yeah, they got them in chunks. Yep. Um, turnovers killed us. Yep, absolutely. Four? Yeah, and um, a couple way too close to the end zone to not cash in. Yeah, it was – execution was not there Yep. at all. I don't think – yeah, our offense was – it was not how it looked in week one. It was more how it looked in week two against San mm-hmm. Jose State where we kind of struggled and moved mm-hmm. along and steady – Versus week one against Mercer, where we were handing it to Tank and Jarquez every time, and we were throwing it. TJ was throwing it. Robbie was throwing it. Yeah. Or we were moving. Where this one, it felt very stagnant and like we had no pace, no movement. No, there were, we our offense at all. For most of the game, we had no energy behind us. We didn't have no. the momentum behind us. No. We did for the first quarter. I'd say the first quarter and like a little into the second half, but once we didn't get those couple right on the goal line and the yeah. turnovers are. Energy deflated. Yeah, you can lose it quick. Yeah. And uh, Penn State brought the energy or killed the energy in the stadium pretty well. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the high, the halftime score was. Do you? Uh, I want to say we were down at two touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah. 24-7 or – I don't remember. Yeah. It was – yeah, a lot to a little. I yeah, it's and already it a halftime. It didn't get much better. Yeah. It got, it got, yeah. It got worse, believe yeah. it or not. Um. Yeah, halftime the student section started to file out. A lot of the people yeah. started to leave. Yeah. Penn State really shut us up. Yeah, and after the third quarter turnover, I remember the place was just completely empty. Like the fumbles, Yeah, that's when the place was sort of deflated a little bit. and It was kind of just Penn State's game after that. Yeah, we, we they beat us in every facet of the game. Yep. They beat us in the trenches. They yep. beat us on special teams. They Threw the ball better than us. They ran the ball better than us. Defensive line crushed our oh, offensive line. It was, bad. it was bad. It was hard to watch. Yeah. And um, it seems – I don't want to put this out there, but it seems our quarterbacks don't have the best awareness, or at least they're not always checking their blind side. Yeah. Because they got pressured a lot and yeah, flushed out to, a lot. They have to seek the feel more, I think. Mm-hmm. Um a spec more Finley than I think Robbie just because Robbie realizes he has the elusiveness and the quickness to him. Yeah, Robbie could take TJ off. TJ realizes he's six foot five and is a, l- a little slower than Robbie. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, we were just getting blitzed every single time. Yeah, and we that's... were in our quarterback's mouth every single time. So yeah, I mean, I think they could have brought three every time and yeah. and and, and reached the quarterback, serious. but they brought the pressure almost every play, exactly. and it really showed. And you even saw it on in the run game too. Tank had what around fifteen rushes and was sitting at forty yards. Yeah, he max. had less than four yards of carry. It's good that they were giving it to him and letting him try, but I mean, the offensive line wasn't helping him out much. Yeah, not. I don't. Not much moving in the offensive line. We weren't able to get the holes that we did in week one, but that's just what happens when you go against a FBS, FCS school or a and then a Big Ten school. Yeah. You can see that discrepancy. Um, I think Penn State, to their credit, is better than they've been in years past. Like they've Obviously, they have good teams pretty much every year. Right. Um, playing in their league, the teams they have to play, their schedule's hard every year. Yeah. But this year, I feel like they're just – they have more talent. They have more experience. Uh, they have that extra factor that a lot of teams do not have. 
Yeah, Sean Clifford's been there since I've been born. He's older than my father. Um, so he's yeah. got a little bit of experience under, my, under his belt. Yeah, they. I think they'll go along to beat some people. Oh, It'll yeah. Be interesting to see down the line. Yeah, I think people are going to have their eyes on Penn State. They're going to be ranked for most of the year, if not so the rest too. of the year. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out in their conference. Yeah, do you know if they play in the shoe? Do they play in the big house? Uh, I'm not sure. They probably play in one of them, right? Yeah. There's no way they have to go. Yeah, I go into both places like we have to go into Georgia and Bama at right. the same yeah, year. Yeah, I forget where they were last year, but no, it'll be interesting. I think Ohio State, Michigan, those games will be very mm-hmm. interesting games to see. Yeah, even Michigan State, even though yeah. they just lost to Washington. Washington, yeah, number yeah. eleven. What are, has the AP poll come out? Uh, I don't think so, Sundays? but I saw Kentucky fan Twitter was going pretty crazy because the Cats are coming in at eight. Really? Yeah. It's not. It's not basketball. It's football. And yeah, no. We're switching roles. Auburn's becoming the basketball school. Kentucky's becoming the football school. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Basketball is my sport of choice. Same here. Um, it's always nice because football's king in the South to have a good football team. But you know that's not. <laughs> It's not always the case when we've yeah. we've dug ourselves a hole and yeah SEC in this week's AP poll Georgia at one Bama at two the Cats of Kentucky at eight Arkansas at ten Tennessee at eleven Ole Miss sixteen Florida is twenty and Texas A and M comes in late at twenty three Wow so the SEC is just showing out yeah how's the Big Ten looking in there uh, you got Ohio State at three Michigan at four uh, that's all I could see for the top ten. Um, How much did Penn State go up? They were 22 uh, against us? I, I will look. Um, they're bound to be somewhere in the top 25 for sure. Yeah, they were already 22. Uh, looks like they're coming in at 14. Yeah, I'd so, probably put them top, at least top, top 20 yeah. after putting I would say, yeah, 40 on us. That's valid. Yeah, I'd put them yeah. at 14. That's pretty safe. Yeah. Is Michigan State still in or do they drop out? Michigan State's out. Yeah, they, the Washington loss looks like it killed their killed their mojo. But Washington, on the other hand, jumped in at 18. Really? So the win against Michigan State really pushed them over. Yeah, well, Michigan State was, what, 11? Uh, somewhere close, yeah. Almost top 10 teams. So that's a, that's a big win. Yeah, that is a very big win, especially because Washington, they have a, a pretty tough schedule the rest of the way. They got Oregon, Utah, UCLA, USC, mm-hmm. Stanford. The Pac-12 slate. Yeah. The typical Pac-12 slate, so you never know. Washington State looks pretty good or decent this year. The Apple Cup should be a good one. Yep, I agree too. At the end of the year, yeah. Um, I'm already looking forward to rivalry week Same. at the end of the year. Yep. Um, yeah, no doubt. This football season's looking like it's going to be a really good one. It's definitely interesting because I feel like a lot of the traditional programs are back being good again. USC's top ten. Um, Tennessee's seems back too. Yeah. They're competing at a high level. They have game day this week. Yep, Baylor, Florida, they're all still sitting in there. Well, there's also some new teams too. I mean, the the Pens or the Pittsburghs, the Wakes. Yeah. Uh, Texas is back. It seems they're solid. It seems. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe by the end of the year they will do as they typically do. Yeah. I know this was two weeks ago, but do you think Texas would have won if Quinn Ewers stayed in against Bama? Uh, maybe. I think. Either way, I think Bama's offense would have done what Bama's offense does because Bryce Young, he's, he's the Heisman Trophy winner for a reason. Yeah. Um, and obviously we've seen as Auburn fans the way that he can lead a yeah. two-minute drill, and it's as scary as a defense. If they're within a score with it's five dangerous. minutes left on the clock, yeah. uh, I'm 
I would put my money on it. They're going to win. I remember I was sitting in B-Dubs watching that game. I was like, oh, Texas gave them too much time. Sorry, because yeah. the kicker's last name was Auburn. We thought Auburn was going to beat Bama. Yeah. We are like, oh, man. Thought it we had it, too but good. too much time for Saban and his boys. Yeah, and Texas back quarterback's last name is Card. So oh. I was really rooting for him. He's probably the man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, my honorary cousin. Yeah. Uh, but he couldn't get it done. He, what, did he throw a pick at the end? Some, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Just a last-second effort. Anyways, back to Auburn football. How hot is Harson's seat right now? Uh, I think very, and I think it'll be even more after this weekend and when LSU comes to town. I think those two, how he comes back after this big of a loss to mm-hmm. Penn State will be huge to see his future. Because honestly, I think if we lose to Penn State by two touchdowns or one touchdown or a field goal, mm-hmm. it's a completely different story. Oh, yeah. But we got. We lost by 29 points. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think his his seat is uh it's under some burners, but they're not turned up all the way. I think it'll be turned up after Brian Kelly comes to town and what we do with Mizzou this weekend. Do you think it's the hottest seat in college football now that Scott Frost has been fired? Uh, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think of the other seats. Um, I mean, it's definitely, definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I mean, SEC or playing the best teams every year. We got one of the toughest schedules in college football. Um, who's to say with a good coach you can't win those games? Um, so, I mean, I I think it's definitely up there. Yeah. I mean, you never know what's going to happen in SEC play. Exactly. Uh, but we're going to take another quick little PSA break. You're listening to The Report Card with Zach Card and special guest this week, Vince Wolfram. Let's do it. On Weagle 91.1 FM. And we're back with the report card on Weagle 91.1 FM. We're going to stick with a little bit more Auburn football, uh, a little bit more of the head coach discussion. Uh, we talked about how hot Harson's seat is. Yeah. Do you think he's going to last the season? I do. I think they'll, they'll let him play it through. Um, but like I said, I think, I think we'll know after week five mm-hmm. sort of what the, main, what the main feel is looking like, um, whether he'll still be there or not. Um, but I think till week five, that's when we'll figure it out. Um, and after that, I think they'll just sort of let it ride because it could go both ways. We could win those two games, and he could be back to a, a pretty neutral spot, or he could lose both of them and be sitting on a burner, or he could split them and we could it would be a toss up. So I don't know. Yeah, I think if we lose both of those, and then we get clapped by Georgia, which is probably going to happen. Yeah. That's so, about any team on Georgia's schedule. Yeah, in in Athens, it's tough. Yeah. I'll be at that one. Uh, not really looking forward to it. But, uh You know, coming from Georgia, always had Georgia in my face yeah. at all times. Grew up a Georgia Tech fan because of it. Bark, bark, bark. Yeah. Grown men barking can't at me. Can't, I can't handle that. No. Um, it'd be like if we, like, screamed, screeched like an eagle in yeah. their face or, you know, growled at them or something. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think if we lose the next three or four games, I think we'll fire him. Yeah, which I is tough because we're still playing. Gu- we're still paying Gus Malzahn. <laughs> I think until next year we're paying him, and wow. we're paying Harson for another three, three years after this, and then unless we make a good coaching hire. Yeah, we'll Barnaby, probably I'm trying him. to be patient with it, just because uh, the whole Al- uh, the whole Allen Green thing obviously throws a massive loop in Harson's situation. Honestly, I don't think I think he's a good coach. I think he's a. I think the players like him. Um, I remember there was the whole thing this summer where people were 
like former players are saying, oh, he's too strict. Boosters are saying he's too militaristic, whatever. Yeah. But then so many players came out and were on his side just after playing for him for a year. So I think it's, I mean, I think he's connects with the players in that way and the players want to ride behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the administration and the, the outside pressures, I think, that if such fire does happen, that will be the main reason why. It won't be because of the players or because of anything in his team. I think it will all be outside of him. But I hope for the best. I mean, I hope he stays. I like the guy. I love Coach Harson. Yeah. I liked him a lot more a week, two weeks ago than I, I do now. Yeah. But I've seen him talk a, a bunch of times. I've watched a ton of his interviews. I like I like him. Yeah. I love all his answers to the media. Yeah. Um, his mindset's awesome. Yeah, he's about winning. Yeah. Bottom line is winning with him and doing everything you can to win, and I really I appreciate that. Yeah. I love that he pushes the limits. That's what he seems to push the limits of his players, like, um, like harder than they've been pushed before. Yeah. To a point where they want to succeed under him. They want to play for him. Um, and I think they trust him all, and they trust him too. Um, this year, it's I feel like the trust is in the air, as fans probably see it, is in the air just because we can't pick one quarterback. But right. I think the trust within the team is there because they're used to I mean, they've been playing all summer, all fall, with a couple guys going at it. So they're right. probably used to it. But Yeah. I, I like him. Yeah. Uh, it takes a certain player to really resonate with him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, not every player is going to like the way that he coaches his yep. style. But if he gets his guys in there, and I don't think we've given enough time to recruit and get his guys in the team. Yeah. Um, I think if we gave him a couple years, another year or two, to really recruit and get his his team together, because he's still working program. with a bunch of Gus yeah. guys. All of his recruits are are freshmen, redshirt freshmen, sophomore, or JUCO guys that and have come in. And they're looking good, too. Yeah, the young guys look good. The gun, yeah, the young guns are what's are what's helping us. He's got his quarterback Holden back there. Yep. Uh redshirted. Now if Harson gets fired, does Holden transfer? It's a good question. I don't know. He hasn't seen the field yet, so I don't yeah. know if he'd wait for an opportunity like that to come about. But um I mean the QB battle is deep and there's a lot of different answers there. So yeah. Who knows, maybe he sees a spot elsewhere or follows wherever Harson's footsteps take him, but it'll be very interesting to see, I think. Right. Who do you start? Who would you start at quarterback on Saturday against Mizzou? Part of me says Robbie. Okay. Strictly because he's young. He can form his game more through experience than, say, TJ, who's a junior, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's more elusive than TJ. Right. He's, I think... Um, more equipped to play in our offense. Because like, look at our offense. It's Tank, Jarquez as the backs, two strong, fast backs. Demario Alston behind them. Yep, Demario Alston, who's coming in and put awesome, awesome runs together. Uh, wide receiver core, who's quick, elusive. Um, John Samuel Schenker, tight end, solid. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think putting Robbie in that group just fits a little more. Yeah. Um, not that TJ's better or worse, but fit-wise – um, TJ's a big body guy. We have an offense that's quick, um, not the heaviest offense in the world. Right. Um, I think Robbie just fits more in that, in that group, um, connecting with receivers, connecting with the backs. Cause plus I think that makes for a danger, more dangerous offense too. Robbie could 
pull the ball at any time and take off for 25 yards. Yeah, I agree. It keeps the defense honest. Exactly. You always got to have someone with their eyes on Robbie at all times. And that's a whole other element to defensive preparation, too, is Mm -hmm. preparing for that, which makes them have to guess, makes them have to choose, uh, which as a defense you don't want to do, and I feel like you don't have to with TJ Finley in, whereas Robbie you do. Yeah, I don't think we've given Robbie enough time on the field. He hasn't been able to get his – his feet under mm-hmm. him as much. We only sent him in for a play or two at a time. He hasn't been able to have the groove. Yeah. He hasn't gotten into a flow. Exactly. Yeah. And when we put him in for one play a drive or two plays a drive, you almost know it's going to be a run. It's exactly. going to be a read option. Right. He's either going to take it or hand it off, and he'll maybe throw it at the end after he decides to keep it. That's what I liked what I saw in the Mercer game because they had him in in the back half because we were up by so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, I mean, he would take it 15 yards on a run. And you'd be like, oh, wow, this guy's yeah. on it. And then the next play, he's throwing a bomb, and it's a dot. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, look at this guy. And then the next play after that, he'll hand it off and then run 25 yards and get a block. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Literally. But I think, I would say he's the option right now. Obviously, we haven't seen Calzada, uh, who I hear is still nursing the shoulder. Uh, okay. I didn't I'm know not, that. I'm not entirely sure. They showed him on the broadcast the other day, and he had big old like a brace on his shoulder. So, really? And that's what I've heard coming through the offseason. He's still nursing it. I heard Harson after the game said that they thought about putting Calzada in. I would love to see it. I would too. I mean, we're already down by 20-whatever at that well. point. You, Might as well throw him in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get, get him some touches. See what he's about at a, in, a, in a pretty big game. Yeah. You know, Penn State's a good Against opponent a good to defense. see. Yeah. You don't go after an SEC quarterback in the transfer portal unless right. you think you're going to use him. Exactly. And I think, too— Calzada, he had a solid year at Texas A&M when he was there. Mm-hmm. He was also playing hurt the entire year. He had the same shoulder injury almost all year. I think he got hurt in week two or three. Yeah, and has been and played with it and had a solid season. So him fully healthy, I feel like could be like an awesome asset to us if we yeah. would just if he would get healthy and we could try it and see how see how it works. But that's the worry is, will he be healthy? Right, because he had that injury all year last year. He exactly. got it in the off season again. It seems like a, any little thing he does can tweak it. Yep. It's still lingering, which is the issue. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of speculation over Harson leaving, who comes in, where he goes. Arizona State's been tossed around. Yep. Um, I remember at the beginning of the year, the uh, people on ESPN, I can't remember what show it was, but they were like, either Harson finishes the year and has a great year at Auburn and leaves. And go gets another good job somewhere else. Money. And go gets his money. Yeah. Or he's a bad year, is fired, and leaves. Is there any scenario where you think he stays? If he wins out. <laughs> but do you think he'll <laughs> – yeah, if he wins <laughs> – if he wins out, then we win the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe uh, – I think uh, – I don't know. I hope, I hope there is a scenario in which he stays. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to win the toss-up games, in my right. opinion. He has to win the Missouri, has to win LSU, has to win Arkansas, um, has to beat Mississippi State on the road. Yeah. Uh, those games, will I think, will be the deciding factor. I don't think it'll be Bama and Georgia because hopefully, God bless, people realize that Georgia and Bama could play in the NFL if they wanted to. Right. They're on just a different level than – Pretty much any any other team. Yeah, both of them lost so many countless players to the draft. Yeah, and just reloaded. Exactly. They look as good, if not better, than they did last yep. year. Backups, five stars, third string five stars. That yep. those kind of teams, which we don't have that yet. So I don't think you can base 
a, a coach off those losing games. But say say we run those both of those games close, mm-hmm. that helps him. It aids him. If we blow it and we get yeah. stomped on, hey, just like any other team on Georgia or Bama's schedule almost. He also can't blow any games like he did last right. year. If yeah. we have a lead in the fourth quarter, he has to keep it. Yeah, and say if we're playing Missouri and we blow it and we lose, that's going to be a big hash on his. Yeah, because he did it last year. Yeah. Well, we we lost the last four or five games of the yeah. season last year. Yeah, and led in almost all of them at some point in the mm-hmm. game. Do you think we make a bowl game? That's a tough one. I think yes. Um because I think we will win some of those toss-up games. Mm-hmm. I think we'll beat Missouri, beat LSU. Uh, Arkansas is a toss-up. I think we win at Mississippi State. Um, that gets us, what, six wins? Is that six already? Yeah. Yeah, if we beat Arkansas, yeah. Yeah, because Mercer, San Jose State, beat Missouri, beat LSU, beat Arkansas, beat Mississippi State. Who knows, that's seven. We'll probably beat Western Kentucky, hopefully. Yeah, pretty God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, second, second to last week. Yeah. Um, in the season. But they look good. Yeah. Who do they play this weekend? Indiana. They look really good. Yeah, they look good yeah, against they gave Indiana. Indiana a, ch- a challenge. I actually had them winning in that one. West Kentucky? People, yeah, a lot of people picking Indiana. I thought to go pick the tops, baby. Yeah, the Hilltoppers. Yeah. Now that'll be, um, I think the timing of that game sort of stinks for us a little bit because mm-hmm. I think we'll be confident after West Virginia, hopefully, if all goes to plan and, and yeah, we cover and we win and the next weekend we're heading into Bama. It's like yeah, heading straight into Tuscaloosa. Yeah, head and shoulders different than in any other. Yeah, when I was looking at the schedule when it came out, or you know, whenever at the beginning of the season, I was like, yeah, that'd be a good tune-up game. Like, yeah, non-conference opponent, whatever. But then watching this week, I was like, they could beat us. Yeah, if we have another game like we did mm-hmm. this Saturday or even last Saturday, I think they're a better team than San Jose State. Yeah, they could beat us. Like yeah, another stagnant easily. sort of week. Like before, Bama would not help us very much. Yeah, but who knows what we'll be in yeah, seven weeks say, or far too long away. Yeah, but right. we'll go into another quick PSA break before we head into our Armor Sports Player of the Week and a little pick'em section where we'll do some college football of the weekend and tonight's Monday Night Football matchups. Go Eagles! <laughs> You're listening to the Report Card on Weagle ninety one point one FM. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the report card on Weagle 91.1 FM. Um, as I alluded to before the break, we got some Auburn Sports Player of the Week, where each week on Monday I'll go over who I thought had the best week. Um, this week was pretty clear for me. AU Volleyball, baby. Yeah. This is Akasha Anderson, the freshman doing work in the JSU Invitational. Would not want to line up across from her. No, she was patrolling that. Gosh almighty. Across the week and across the three games, uh, or the three matches? Yep. Um, she had 46 points attributed to her. She had 20 digs and six blocks on the net. Man, oh, man. Uh, she is a big reason we're winning. Yep. Uh, but the whole team is super good, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, definitely. She's a name to, to watch out for because she's only going to get better. Yeah, only a freshman. We got, scary. We got scary, three scary, and a half scary. more years with her. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's the Auburn Sports Player of the Week on the report card. And now we're going to get into a little pick'em section for the last Let's bit it. of it. First game, uh, the first three are college football games. So, Auburn-Mizzou. I got Auburn. Just because I think Harson will snap his team back into shape this week. Uh, the team will want to win because I think uh, the whole vibe on campus 
you could tell it's like, oh, we just got beat by Penn State by an absolute ton. Yeah. So I think the players will want to go out there and compete and get in those trenches and win. Um, and I think they'll do exactly that. So I got Auburn. By how much? Uh, 15 plus. 15 plus. Yeah, I think okay. it's a two touchdown win. Okay, wow. I mean, I think we said the same thing at the San Jose State game where we were like, yeah, Carson will whip him back into shape. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole, the whole nine. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it didn't happen. But I think I'm going to take Auburn, too. I don't think I'll take them as two possession favorites or by 15 points. Um, but I think we'll win by 10. I think the running game will be the deciding factor. I think so. I don't I know. Jarquez have a day. Auburn has a day. Yeah. I don't know too much on Mizzou's front seven. I don't know anything at all, really. But if they're anything like they were in the past, I think our running game will have a, a pretty easy time with yeah. them. Uh, hopefully our offensive line can get in the form. Didn't expect Nick Brom's absence to be such a big deal this season, but yeah, you're seeing it. Yeah, firsthand. Yeah. Uh, then we'll move over to who has college game day this week. Uh, it's in Knoxville, Tennessee, for number 11 Tennessee versus number 20 Florida. Ooh, that's a tough one. Playing in Knoxville is always tough. Yeah. Um, both teams are what late. 20s in the AP ranking, or is Tennessee's higher? They're 11. Tennessee's 11. Um, Florida's 20. I think it's tough to win in Knoxville, so I guess I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Tennessee. By how many? Uh, it's gonna be a close one, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, touchdown, maybe. I think a it's touchdown, be close. maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be come right down to the wire because quarter uh, Florida's quarterback. He's very good, very skilled. Yeah, Anthony Richardson. Yep, he's uh, he's a player to watch out for in that game. I think Tennessee is on a roll. They're playing at home. It's game day. It's going to be a big deal. Yeah, uh, energy will be on their side. I think if all goes if all goes plan on their end. So I got I got the Vols, baby. I also have the Vols. Uh, you talked about Florida's quarterback, but I'm going to talk about Tennessee's quarterback. I think he's the second best quarterback in the SEC wow. behind Bryce Young. Hennon Hooker yeah. has not thrown a pick this year. He had what forty something touchdowns and three interceptions all season last year. Yeah, I mean that in itself is pretty close to Heisman numbers in my yeah. opinion. Uh, he's in the got, conversation, for sure. Yeah, he's got six touchdowns, no interceptions this year so far. If Tennessee keeps winning, I could see him Scary. in the conversation for yeah. sure. He is really good, and I don't think he gets the respect. He didn't, at least last year, get the respect that he yeah. truly deserves. I'm with you there. So I got I got Tennessee in a one-possession game as well. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a nail-biter. Yeah, I hope so, because College Game Day has had some good, yeah, good games last week. We've had some great games. With the App State, yeah, Hail Mary. If you haven't seen that, gotta look. It you up. have to go look it up. Have to. App State versus Troy. Or look up at the celebration in Boone after. You'll know what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boone they, was rocking. Yeah, they stormed the field. Yeah. That's a fine. I'm I'm okay with taking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, next game. Number 10, Arkansas versus number 23, Texas A&M. Keeping it in the SEC. I think Arkansas is scary. Program on a rise, not only in football, basketball, just in general. Their athletics is on the ups. Mm-hmm. Um They've been playing well so far this season. Quarterback's good. Uh, I think it's the same guys last year he's returning. Um, I think Arkansas's – I think they'll roll. Um, Texas A&M's up in the air. They lost to App State. Got game day taken away from them last week. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I think A&M's good, I think. But I think Arkansas will outlast them, win by 10, thereabouts. That's yeah. Yes. Texas A&M started too high in the AP poll. We'll start, what, six? Yeah. Very um. high. Top 10. Yeah, undeservedly, I think. Yeah, uh, but we know that now. Mm. They had a good game against Miami. Yep, this week. 
Uh, is Miami still ranked? I think Miami was late, like 24, 25. Okay. But I still think they were they were a little uh, a little high last week too. So they were thirteen, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, I still got to go Arkansas. Yeah. All of their athletics are on the rise. Yep. Football, basketball. You're seeing it. It's all baseball. Yeah. I don't know what their gymnastics team is like, but I, I want to say that's the one too. I thought of because I heard I think they were getting pretty good. But yeah, KJ Jefferson. Yep. Is still there, their quarterback. He's very good. Yeah. Um, might be in the NFL next year or in two it. years. I can see it He's for sure. It. Yeah, I'm going to go Arkansas. How many did you have Arkansas by? Ten. Ten? Yeah. I think I'm going to take Arkansas by ten, too. Yeah. I I don't think I can see Texas A&M keeping it one possession. Yeah. I think Arkansas is going to jump out to a quick lead, and I don't think they'll ever pull away, pull away, but I think they'll keep a good They've buffer. They've got the firepower to keep it rolling, I think, for four quarters. For Texas A&M, me, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. I'm so uncertain on Texas A&M. So yeah, me too. I don't know what to expect from them. Yeah, they're a toss-up every week. Yeah, I don't know what Jimbo's got in his, <laughs> in his bag this yeah. week. Other than fights at Saban, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, to finish us up, we got some Monday night football going on tonight. First off, we have Bills and Titans. What That's a tough one because I think uh, I mean the Titans have won the South for the last couple of years. Derrick Henry's obviously a menace, mm-hmm. but I think I'm gonna have to go Josh Allen and the Bills. Bills yeah. Moff because Stephon Diggs has looked like a like crazy receiver this year. Uh, they've worked him the last couple games. Josh Allen's been on a roll. He's hard to stop. Yeah, He's so hard to stop. Um, and I I don't think the Titans defense will. Be the be the team to stop him. So yeah, and I don't think Titans offense is really going to keep up with the Bills defense either. Yeah, Bills are good all over the field. Yeah, I completely agree. I got Josh Allen, Bills Moff. Yeah, I as a proud member of the Bills Mafia, I I got to take the Bills. Go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. Yeah. Um, they're ten point favorites. Do you take Bills to cover the spread or? Yeah, I would take them. Titans. Okay. Yeah, I got Bills covered. Over ten. Yep. I think I'd have to agree. Titans lost to the Giants week one. Yeah. Which is not a good team. Not a great team to lose yeah. to. Um, Hopefully it teaches them a lesson, though. They come out firing. Maybe. Awesome. It's good to see. Yeah. And in the second matchup, we have Vikings-Eagles. You're an Eagles fan. I'm an Eagles wrong. fan, so I'm biased. I'm going to go the Birds, baby. Yeah. Let's go. We got to see Jalen Hurts keep keep it going because he's had good weeks, put a lot of points on the board, which it's about time. Do you have him in fantasy? I do. I'm lucky enough to have the man yeah. as my QB1. Um, but, no, I mean, I like what the Eagles are doing. Um, finally running Miles Sanders, which we needed to do. And then I think, too, with um, A.J. Brown having two really good weeks, um, or a good week so far, I think people will focus more on him than Devontae Smith, which will be a problem for defenses because yeah. the second you take your eyes off Devontae Smith, he's going to do something. Yeah, he's going to be wide yeah, open. And you're going to see it in the end zone. Um, but I think the Vikings will give him a good a good run. Obviously, uh, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, that's a, a, a duo you need to watch out for and prepare for very much as a defense. Uh, that and Dalvin Cook. I mean, they're, they're a scary offense. Their defense is one of the best um, this year, I think, upcoming. So I got the Eagles. Um, but I think it will be a close one. I think it'll come down to the fourth quarter and who, honestly, who has the ball and who has it at the right time. Right. I I think I'm going to disagree with you for the first time this whole hour. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings. Mm. They had a good week against the Packers last week, who we saw had a, a good game against uh, yeah. 
my Chicago Bears. Yeah. It was my first team. Bills are my second. Uh, that was a tough game to watch, but Packers looked good in that game. Yeah. I didn't watch Vikings-Packers, but Vikings handled them week one. Yeah. Uh, I think Vikings are going to keep it up, but that's going to wrap up our show. That has, This has been The Report Card with Zach Card and special guest Vince Wolfram. Thank you for having me, my man. Of course. Thanks for coming on. It was awesome. We'll see you again next week on Monday at 11 on Weagle 91.1 FM. Thanks for listening to The Report Card on WEGL 91.1. Tune in again next Monday at 11 a.m. for more Auburn sports. And for even more Auburn content, check out WEGLFM.com for our 24-hour live stream. See you next time on The Report Card.